Hey, faithful listener, grab your cup of coffee and experience the Bible in a way you never have before. P40 Ministries is a podcast that goes through the Bible cover to cover. It's an awesome narrative that focuses your mind and prepares your heart for God to speak. So join your host, Jen, for a biblical podcast that's hilarious, informative, imaginative, and fun. The P40 Ministries podcast. Listen now as we go through the book of Leviticus. Hello and happy Monday, friends and faithful listeners. You've tuned into the P40 Ministries podcast with your host, Jen. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in this morning to share a cup of coffee with me as we discuss the scriptures. And today we will be discussing Leviticus chapter 5, verses 14 through 19. But a couple things before we begin. The first one being, I think you guys might have noticed that... um, I changed the outro music to basically the same track every single time. (laughs) So unfortunately, you guys aren't going to have a lot of uh, selection when it comes to the outro song anymore because I have to repurchase licenses now. And they're kind of expensive to use all the music I've been using. But this has really made me be motivated to actually start doing my own music. I've talked about that before, probably a year ago on the podcast, that I really wanted to do my own music for the podcast. And obviously, I never did it. It takes a lot of time, and uh, it's just, it's very involved and time-consuming. So I haven't done it, but I do want to reconsider doing that again and think about that so then I don't ever have to pay for music ever again and I can just use my own stuff and that would be really helpful to me. But yeah, the other thing is I'm going to be 100% honest with you guys. I'm really, really struggling. I'm having a hard time. I've been talking to my husband and he asked me, he's like, Jen, what's going on? Because I often talk to him about work, but for the past few days, actually for the past couple weeks, I have not really mentioned work at all to him, and I've kind of been avoiding the subject. So finally, he sits down with me the other night, and he's like, what's going on? And I'm like, I'm like, I'm just really struggling right now. Honestly, you guys, you know, it's it's been tough. I don't often talk about Satan very often, and I think people tend to blame Satan a lot for... Um, either stuff that they did themselves or <laughs> or whatever else. But I really do feel a bit of spiritual warfare going through the Bible. And I feel very afraid almost to talk about it. One of my biggest fears is persecution, actually. I'm really, really afraid of it. And it's funny because I'm literally doing a biblical podcast that the entire world, if they wanted to hear, could hear. So yeah, I'm trying to get over that fear of persecution based on what I'm currently doing right now, but it's just been really hard for me to talk about Leviticus and even the entire Bible. I go through these waves of just depression, and also I go through these waves of just being really sick, and this entire month has been awful for me. It's just I've been having migraine after migraine, I've been nauseated with these migraines and it's just hard to sit down and focus on 
studying the scripture. And I do think that my migraines are related a little bit to spiritual warfare, maybe. So yeah, all right, so that's what I've been struggling with recently, but I'm not going to uh, take up this entire podcast episode talking about myself. So if you guys could keep me in your prayers, that would just be really, really awesome so that I can just, you know, figure this all out and get rid of these migraines as quickly as possible. (laughs) But let's go ahead and talk about Leviticus chapter 5, verses 14 through 19. I'll be reading out of the WEB version of the Bible this morning. Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, If anyone commits a trespass and sins unwittingly regarding Yahweh's holy things, then he shall bring his trespass offering to Yahweh, a ram without defect from the flock, according to your estimation in silver by shekels, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, for a trespass offering. He shall make restitution for that which he has done wrong regarding the holy thing, and he shall add a fifth part to it and give it to the priest, and the priest shall make atonement for him with the ram of the trespass offering, and he will be forgiven. If anyone sins, doing any of the things which Yahweh has commanded not to be done, though he didn't know it, he is still guilty and shall bear his iniquity. He shall bring a ram without defect from the flock, according to your estimation, for a trespass offering to the priest. And the priest shall make atonement for him concerning the thing in which he sinned and didn't know it, and he will be forgiven. It is a trespass offering. He is certainly guilty before Yahweh. So this here is still talking about the trespass offerings that we talked about the other day. In other words, the sin offerings. And this is for when a person unwittingly uh, sins regarding Yahweh's holy things. So I would guess that means anything that was in the temple, anything outside of the temple, or I should say the tent of meeting, or anything like that. If it was something that belonged to God, and a person came in and somehow unwittingly destroyed it, not knowing what it was, that person would still be guilty as somebody that trespassed into Yahweh's house or someone that trespassed into Yahweh's stuff and broke his stuff. To me, this makes sense as someone who has a house myself. We just moved recently. And if somebody just unknowingly didn't know that we lived here or didn't know uh, what he was doing or something and just came in and destroyed my stuff, I'd be like, I don't care what this person didn't know. I want my stuff back. (laughs) And so that's kind of how I picture it is just, you know, these people going in and destroying the stuff that was meant for God, it was meant for Yahweh. Even if they didn't know what it was, they still have to pay that penalty. They still have to pay the price. And God would be willing to forgive them if they made restitution by paying for what they broke, but they would also have to pay an extra fifth is what it says. So it would be a little bit more. It would have to be an extra fifth. And we see that even in Exodus, when we discuss some of the laws in Exodus, where God said that if a person uh, destroyed something that somebody had, they would have to pay that back in full. And on certain occasions, they would have to pay extra depending on, on what they had destroyed or um, ruined of another person's. So it's the same thing here. God is saying, you know, if somebody destroys one of my things, they have to pay it back completely and they have to pay a fifth extra of everything that they uh, broke. 
But also they have to bring a ram as the trespass offering as well. And, you know, that because it was still a sin. This was a sin that this person committed by breaking something that belongs to God. And they'd have to bring the ram in order to be made right with God. And once they did all these steps, it says that God would forgive that person in full, completely forgive. And we see that God does not remember past sins if they have been forgiven. We see that God says that he is going to completely remove the sins from the person and he will never remember them. He's going to make them so far from that person that they'll never be remembered by him again. And God is very, very good at keeping his promises and he always forgives when he says he's going to forgive. So this person, even though they did this great offense by completely destroying something that belonged to God, like say they, you know, just completely destroyed the altar in some way. If that person paid back that altar in full and then some, and then also brought the ram, they would be completely forgiven by God. Now, the next thing that uh, it says here that if anyone sins doing any of the things which Yahweh has commanded not to be done, even though he didn't know it, he is still guilty and shall bear his iniquity. And then kind of the same thing here. He has to bring a ram and he has to uh, present this trespass offering to the priest. And then the priest will make atonement for him concerning this sin that he did without knowing that he did it. And it is a trespass offering and he will be forgiven when he um, brings this sin offering to God. So this just shows a little bit more about how God truly cares about uh, the little things. God cares about these sins that we may not know that we committed. I actually said something on the podcast a little while back was that, you know, we, we often think that God is not good in this like aspect of, oh, well, these poor people, they didn't know, you know, that they were sinning and stuff and God is still going to punish them for that sin. Well, if God made that part of the rules, because think about how God is always just, right? He is always just. So if God made that part of the rules, like, oh, if a person didn't know he was sinning, then it's not actually a sin. It's okay. How many people would just forget <laughs> or not know the scriptures at that point? You know, people would have a heyday with that and just be like, oops, I killed this guy because I didn't know that was a sin. No, God put this in place so that people would have a reason to study the law, to study the scriptures. And no matter what, if they knew or didn't know that this was a sin, they would still have to pay for the sin that they committed. They couldn't just get off uh, scot-free, you know, just because they didn't understand a law or didn't know a law. And that's the same for many countries nowadays. And that's the same here in America is that even if you didn't know that uh, you were breaking the law, it doesn't mean that um, you can just go around breaking laws. <laughs> you still have to pay for whatever you broke or whatever you did to hurt somebody or whatever else, even if you didn't understand that that was against the law. So same thing here. And I think this just shows how just God is and how he cares about everybody. This entire uh, 
part of Leviticus here is just talking about God's justness because these were all sins that people would commit unwittingly is what it says here. These were sins that people didn't know they were committing. And, uh, you know, this shows how just God is by the fact that he doesn't just, you know, wrap his arms around people and just be like, oh, it's okay because you didn't understand. No, he, he was, he's strict with everybody, but he's so insanely fair. And I was talking to, um, the guy I work with at church, his name's Mark. He's been on the podcast before. And I was talking about how I'm going through the book of Leviticus and I was actually uh, discussing with him some of the struggles I've been having. And he's like, I can understand why you're struggling. And he said, um, he's like, you know, it's really interesting, though, how this all came from God's mouth and how like just God is through the law. And that hit me when he said that, because I was many years ago, as I was like discovering my own kind of like faith, I suppose. I used to think all the time, I'm just like, man, I wish God would just tell me the right thing to do all the time. So then I never would have to guess and I would never sin. Like, I remember thinking that. But yet this is what the law is. That is what the law is. He was telling his people back in those days, you know, this is how you're supposed to live. And yet the people rejected it. They didn't want anything to do with it because they wanted to go and do their own thing. They didn't want the law that was good and just and fair to every single person, whether it was a king or whether it was a peasant, you know, because we saw that. We saw how fair the law was in that situation, where if a king sinned, he would still have to bring stuff. If a peasant sinned, he would still have to bring something. And, you know, the the law was so just and fair, and it was telling people the right way to live. But yet the people, we find out later on, just pretty much rejected God's law. I mean, they kind of followed it, but it was so uh, misconstrued. It was so twisted. And we see that um, even... In the days of Jesus, it was so twisted. The law was incredibly twisted, but it was twisted in a different way where it was like overly burdensome. It was so burdensome to the people living in Jesus's day that no one, no one could understand how true and loving and just God really was because they were worried about, you know, focusing on this itty bitty little thing over here, you know, that wasn't even part of the law because the Pharisees at the time that interpreted the law said that that was part of the law. And so we see that people just continue later on to twist the law and to just misconstrue it completely. And unfortunately, I think that's still what happens to this day. But one thing that we often forget nowadays about the Old Testament law is that it's good. You know, this was for people's own good. And God is good. And this was coming straight out of God's mouth, who is good. So clearly, everything that we see so far in the law has been good. It's been for people's good so that they can continue to grow closer to God. 
Friends of Faithful listeners, this was Leviticus chapter 5, and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you guys um, feel blessed by it. And, you know, if you guys have a prayer request, you know, go ahead and contact me at www.p40ministries.com slash contact and actually write down all my prayer requests now. So if you have a prayer request, please feel free to tell me and I'll write it down and I will um, pray for you the next morning. But, you know, guys, I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day and I hope this uh, episode blessed you. God bless and happy listening. Thank you.